This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. First time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. With Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show. What a bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's the killer. This Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. He's just winning, you know, we got a lot of losses. To yeah, we got a lot of losses. Lace him up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. There are a couple players, well, Marcus Johansson from Jersey. Yeah, that's an interesting one. He's 28, he's, he's got 12 goals this year, out, kind of a responsible He's kind of player. heated up a little bit as far as the, the talk, and so... He's a guy that might that could fit there. He's a guy who's always been a good, uh, you know, good offensive talent, and you just have, you'd have to worry about a little bit about the room because uh, what Marshan did to him last year and kind of sent him back oh, this season. Right. So that's that's the one thing that people haven't brought up as much is that uh, I don't know if they've it's been water under the bridge. Maybe John Moore, the ex Devil, could mediate Soothe a piece there. Over. But they actually the Devils didn't go after Marshan, which I was surprised uh, when they played this year. So maybe uh, everyone all's forgotten, and he could come in here and, and plug in. So keep an eye on that. At least one guy that knows what he's talking about in there. One week ago today, there you go. That's the thirty-second second clip of uh, thirty-six second clip of uh, Marcus Johansson talk from last week. So that guy sounds was, really tired. It was on the radar. You were tired. <laughs> you brought it later in the show. Uh, deadline day, second round pick in twenty nineteen and fourth round pick in twenty twenty. Marcus Johansson, I think is the correct pronunciation, but everybody just no, calls him Joe. Johansson. Yeah, is it Joe? Joe? Hansen. Yeah, he's okay. Joe Hansen. Well, fine. Uh, he's the guy. <laughs> After the Charlie Coyle. Joe Handsome, that's why. Very know. nice. That's a Dale. That's a Dale special there. <laughs> uh, Bruins were supposedly in on everybody that went at the trade deadline, I think, and lost down on everybody except Joe <laughs> Hanson. Your guy, yeah. Mark Stone, the big ticket item, goes to Vegas and signs the new 8 by $9.5 million deal. Well, it's not signed yet. Or is it signed? Well, agrees yeah, to it, signed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, can't do it right now, right? But it's in, it's in uh, uh, pencil. Let's put it that way. No yeah. state income tax either in Nevada. He goes for the 19-year-old prospect, Eric Branstrom, elite puck movie defenseman. So a week ago here, you were talking about get Stone, right? Trade yep. the brusque if you have to. Sure. You were thinking, I think, first-round pick and a prospect was the price the Bruins yeah, would have had to probably. pay for it. You and Dale got into it on Zero Pucks Given this week, the <laughs> podcast, about whether they could fit him in. But first of all, were they even in on Stone? Because Yeah, they were in on him. Yep. Into the end? like in, Well, no. not. Uh, I mean, it sounds like, and this is what Elliot Friedman was reporting, that by Sunday... Uh, Vegas had agreed to put Branstrom in the in the deal, and that that blew everybody off the off the rails right there. I Even mean, though Vakaninen is yeah, a highly rated prospect, he's not, not in Branstrom's category. He's not that category. exactly at this point. So, yeah, that's how it went down, and you know, no, no shame in that. I mean, yeah, it would have been a difficult to fit him. I think uh, we know that they were going to sign Tavares for eleven. They, you can you can fit them. You know, I mean, a guy like that is a two way player. He drives a line. He's if you if you sign him to that eight times nine. Obviously, that means you're probably trading David Krejci. You're clearing cap space in other ways, and that's the way you have to do it sometimes. You have to pass the baton and go to the next generation. I mean, this team's not going to be able to stick with this one core, this core of three or four guys for that, that much longer. And if you can get Mark Stone and you know, you know, accelerate that process, you do it. Well, were they worried about Krejci? Because you go back to the summer, they flew out there, Neely and Sweeney, to uh, L.A. or wherever yeah. it was, and they uh-huh. wind and dine to Varus. And right. they, they seemed to be, they were called in on the final six teams. Yep. I don't know how close they really were yeah. to getting John Tavares here. But Krejci was upset about it to the point where he was on record afterwards saying sure. he's a little bothered by it. They never called Krejci and asked him 
to move his, you know, to waive the no trade clause, but it was pretty evident to everybody. Yeah. If you got Tavares, he was replacing Krejci. Exactly. So if, well, so you think if Mark Stone comes in here, it's, is that part of the fear? Krejci's mind is working again. Now I'm gone in the off season. I mean, obviously they would have. Oh, I mean, obviously that would have been part of it. But I think uh, at this point of the year, we see guys come in and they you see it all the time. You know, anytime you're adding more pieces to a team, they don't necessarily get bothered by it in the season. And uh, there are you know there are other ways. Obviously, you know you can take Tory Krug out of the picture. There it wouldn't necessarily specifically have to be Krejci, but it probably would have been because if you have all these forwards, you can't you can't fit them all in there. So like Bacchus and Krug, that one right. Well, that's just it. At what point, if you get Stone, maybe you. It doesn't sound like a great trade, but maybe you have to like really spice up a deal to get Bacchus to go to Minnesota or something, and and just get that uh, that cap hit off of it if if you do that. So I mean, mean, he's a thirty goal scorer. You got a. We knew the Bruins' needs. Everybody yeah. did. Third-line center and a top-six wing. They sort of got that. Sure. They're playing Johansson on the top six, but yep. he's well, yeah, quite, I mean, he's not Mark Stone. He's definitely not Mark Stone, and he's also a rental that you're probably not going to re-sign at this point. He's, is he 30, I think they said? They said so. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, if Mark Stone's a guy that you build on, he becomes one of those core players, and it's a guy that you don't, uh, you know, the guy that replaces someone in your core, which most likely would be Krejci. So the fact that they were in on him to a point, and you know, maybe, like you say, it wasn't their fault. They just didn't have the high-end prospect that Ottawa right. wanted. Uh, maybe they were willing to give Vakanina a first-round pick. and, and it just Although it sounds like they were also turning down any calls for Vakanina, but I failed to believe that if you have a chance. If you know you're going to sign the guy and you have a chance to get him, I mean, why would you make anybody untouchable? Right. So I mean, it's hard to bitch about anything Bruins right now because they another 3-0 and week. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting here winning 10 of 11. They're 12-0-4 in the last 16. The they win Thursday looked like a cup team. Yeah, they haven't lost uh, in regulation by more than one goal since December. So, But if they lose in a playoff series, we're going to be back to yeah, should have I mean, gone for Mark Stone. Right? Oh, like, sure. If Johansson's well, not scoring. A second-round loss to the Lightning doesn't isn't progress, right? I mean, at this point, you're probably more than anything, you're hoping that... Tampa Bay gets uh, Pittsburgh or even even Montreal in the first round, and maybe it at least wears them out, if not knocks them out. You never know. I mean, we right. saw right. we saw some of their. You know, everyone's saying they were playing the second half of back to back Thursday, and that's fine. But and the Bruins are playing without Pasternak. True, doesn't that even it out? I mean, so and uh, both teams were really hot. So it's not like Tampa. Yeah, had both teams were well. hot. I mean, that team had a, had its chances, and they they couldn't get it done. I mean, they can't. The, the one part player that wasn't in the lineup for them was the goalie, and the, and the and the goalie was the star player. The back, the main was the star. Yeah, star that the night. star that night. So there's no excuses. I mean, we we've seen. I mean, I think we talked about that last week too. How they do have some weaknesses, uh, and the Bruins exploited that. And can they do it in a best of seven? You know, they probably need some help from, like I said, the team in the first round wearing them out a little bit. If they if they yeah, get through they with four last, or five, did they again, get Jersey last. They year? got Jersey last year. and They did it was a five quick series. Right. The four wins weren't close games. I mean, they were able to really rest guys, and the Bruins obviously. You know, went to seven games for no reason. Yeah. Again, you know, they probably should have handled that easier. And uh, so that, you know, you have to have these different factors. And, you know, you know, I guess Stamkos got hurt last night. I haven't seen any updates on him. So you never know what's going to happen there. Right. And uh, Toronto lost Dermot earlier this week yep. uh, with their defenseman. He's out for a month. So it's, things are going to happen here for the next five, which five weeks of the regular season, which could change things. But I just want to put a bow on the on the trade deadline before we get into, uh, you know, you're, you're handing on more awards by the week here. You gave uh, <laughs> Cassidy Coach of the Week last yeah. week. This week, it's uh, Tuka's Vezina winner. Next week, Marshan will be the Hart winner. But anyway, they were in on Nyquist the day before the trade deadline. Gustav Nyquist went to San Jose for yep. a second rounder and a conditional third, which became a second if they go to the cup final. So... Not, Gustav Nyquist had a no-trade clause, and he had some control over it. But mm-hmm. Bob McKenzie tweeted... 
that Boston was the other team close to landing him. Okay. So safe to say Nyquist was ahead of Johansson in terms of their wish list, their want list. It's, yeah, I it's think the day so. beforehand. Yeah. So that's the guy they wanted. Right. They wanted Stone. Maybe they couldn't get him. Yeah. Then they wanted Nyquist. Sure. And Simmons uh, is in there. And, and Wayne Simmons, yeah. who, who was another guy. In the, I don't know if you know Jim Matheson from the Edmonton Journal, but right. that was the one guy who said Boston was targeting him. He was yeah. their number one target. Right. And we speculated last week. I think I said conditional second and yeah. Stanika or something. Right. No, no, Frederick. Yeah. And I got mocked a little bit on Twitter for that. Oh, you did? Like it was too high of an ask. Oh, I, no way. <laughs> I don't think so. They, they got more. They got a guy who was an established, you know, they young Ryan Hartman, third line who, who went they for got a first round right. pick last year. They did better than what the Bruins could have offered. So I, I, I would mean. think so. So what happened? What? Ha- why didn't they get Simmons and Nyquist? If if Stones, you can kind of write it off as right. Well, Nyquist, like you said, I mean, the, the no trade probably had something to do with it. Like, he didn't want to come to Boston? He probably wanted to go to San Jose. Like, I think he's good friends with Eric Carlson. Okay. Um, and then the Simmons thing? I mean, maybe... We don't know how far it was. I mean, Matheson's a, a Hall of Fame kind of guy. and Fine, but we don't know exactly that they were still targeting him toward the end. I mean, at some point, they might have seen that they needed to get the speed instead of the, the bulk. And, you and know, the pivoted. ask... And the ask was better for... Uh, they got they did better for Johansson, the second and the fourth, and... If the Hartman, they don't really have the equivalent of, of Hartman right now. That's that's what I was so, wondering. Did they want a, a roster player I mean, of the, Ryan you know, Hartman's caliber? Exactly. I mean, Nashville. You know, Donato was already gone, so that's like kind of the guy. The guy with some uh, NHL experience. Frederick, very little now. I mean, uh, Hartman's been an established player for a couple of years now, so you know they, they didn't get that. And I, well, which would go back to you screwed up by trading Donato. I guess you can make no, that point. Well. If some people you never might make know. that case, right? You never know what you're going to do when uh, you mean tr- screwed up because he's playing well, or screwed up because no, no. Like if you, you if you wanted him, yes, if, yeah, if you I needed him to get Wayne Simmons. I mean, you already get. I hate to him. make this like the the least interesting part of this of the show, but exactly what I wrote is you know Zuccarello, Simmons, Nyquist, Johansson. You, you you take any one of them. Flip they, a coin didn't they, matter. They all went for the same price. But most people would say that's wrong. Simmons is a much better player than Johansson. No, no, and well no, not anymore. He was a couple years ago. Not anymore. We know he's deteriorated a little bit. I mean, yeah, he would have been a great fitter on the third line, but I don't think he was going to play well. It's not in the like top he's six. ancient, and he. It's not like he was Rick Nash. I mean, he. No, but his body is. I mean, look what he's gone through. And he just had like hip surgery or something last offseason. I mean, he's he's not the same player. And like I said all along, I didn't want him in the top six. I don't want to put him with Krejci, and so this has to work. I mean, right now they've they've set themselves up perfectly where. At least you have guys that can play up and down the lineup. You got guys to play center or wing, and yeah, maybe not the sexiest additions in the world, but they have versatility, and they're not trying to force a peg here, you know. Because for every Rick Nash that worked out with Krejci until he got hurt, there's a Yarmir Yager who scores one goal in his the debut and then doesn't score again, even though they play to the end of June, right? And you're right. And sometimes the big ticket item, the Mark Stone of every year. Right. Uh, very rarely turns out to be the key piece in a cup. Exactly. Run. And you look at the Golden Knights, I couldn't believe it when I, start, I, I sat down to look at that. And it's like, oh, you know, everyone's talking about the cap crunch in Tampa, Toronto, you know, et cetera. But Vegas isn't a cap crunch. That's why they haven't signed the Stone deal yet. They don't have enough room in next year's cap to do it yet. So, uh, which know, they, is, they which is amazing issues. of you because Dale just totally chastised you on the podcast. Can we play that little clip? <laughs> and you pivoted right out of this. You didn't even want, you didn't want to d- d- engage with them. Here's, I was shocked Mr. Rogers cursed. And you know what it's like in this town. Uh, he wasn't one of the big names being bandied about. Sure. So for many Bruins fans, Don Sweeney screwed this up. <laughs> I mean, he just completely screwed it up. He didn't get Mark Stone. By the way, I wouldn't have. I, I love Mark Stone, by the way. There's no way in the world I'd give that guy eight years. You wouldn't, by the way, you wouldn't get him for $9.5 AAV here. There's no state taxes in, in Nevada. It would have been eight years Ten and a half million yeah. here. Look, I think he'd be the fifth best forward on the Bruins. I've got Bergeron, Marchand, 
Pasternak, and Krejci, all yeah. ahead of him. Well, I'm looking like three years down the road at what he would be for the Bruins, and that's why I, I kind of would would have done pretty much whatever it takes if I really felt this team could get over the top. If I was Don Sweeney, I would have I would have done that. I would you know the ten million dollars doesn't bother me. We know that there's ways to get to get around that. We no, know. there aren't. Everybody says that. Well, they were going to sign Tavares for eleven million. That's, they obviously that's had a plan. Bull- and you know it. Everybody <laughs> says, oh, there's ways to get around it. And then they never give give me what the way to get around it is. And then you you, <laughs> you pulled the ripcord out of that and went on to something else. I thought you were going to really get <laughs> nitty-gritty and cap talk and how they were going to get around it. Oh, my God. Yeah, first of all, not not the fifth best forward on the Bruins if he comes here. He's like the third best forward. He's a 30-goal score. He's, he's automatically. He's a 30-goal score who plays great defensively. And is, uh, you know, you talk about Bergeron's back check, his relentless back. I mean, Mark Stone's right there with him. I mean, the guy. And, uh, and the whole $10 million thing, I think, you know, if I had more time to prepare and think about that, now that I do, you get him for nine, nine and a half here because he's coming. Coming to Boston. That's the right. plan. Bull- <laughs> you know, that, that's that's just it. It's not just about the, the state taxes and the making more money. It's about quality of life. Now, clearly, the guy wants to go to Vegas. You can blame Vegas. him. But, yeah. you know, if you come in here, it's because you want to be here, too. And let's face it, how many guys come here and fall in love with the guys from places you never believe? Well, that, I mean, I, Vegas sort of needed him more than Boston did. They, ha- they have a bunch of 10-goal scorer types, and he's, yeah, he's I mean, well, instantly their top Obviously, their top Old line guy. hasn't been what it's been, right. what it was last year. And now he plugs in there on that second line. And I think you might even see him plug in on the first line, and they might bump uh, Smith down somewhere because he's had a tough year. Little Riley Smith. But now they definitely have one of the best top six around. And But you know what? That team, for regardless of what they do, if, if they have to get as far as they can get with that goalie who's, you know, to me, he's been overworked, and I don't know how this works. I mean, how many games did he play last year, including playoffs? And now they're riding him into the ground this year. I don't know how. Him. I don't know how he ta- how he takes them into June again. Well, but, there's another Boston connection there. Malcolm Subban's the guy that's played ten yeah. games or something. They yeah, exactly. obviously don't trust him. Right, exactly. Uh, and I don't know why. That. If I was them, I would have gone out and got a goal with backup. I could have <laughs> trust because I don't know how much you're gonna. Um, you're gonna ride flurry and actually think you're gonna get somewhere. Well, ba- we'll get back to the goaltending in a second, um, but. So you, you look at the whole picture here, and Kevin Hayes was the other one. He goes to Winnipeg for a first-round pick, right. and um, Brendan Lemieux. And I don't think the Bruins were in on him. I didn't see much there. I think Boston Sports Journal did throw out some some chum. Yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure they had some interest. But but those those players are all more well-regarded. You could argue Simmons. I would say he's a better player than Johansson. But okay, okay. whatever. It's four-goal difference this year. Right. The Bruins missed out on their top targets. They got us. Sometimes this works out for them. I guess. Like, well, what do you the, mean they the, missed out of the top? Oh, because well, Nyquist, Stone, Nyquist, yeah, and Simmons. I guess. Were reportedly they were more interested in those guys. Okay. So they settled for a top six ish guy. See the Simmons thing too. When you look at the goal, I think his five on five is is not very good. Most yeah, of that's true. That's true. Play. That was a good. And point that was the other part. He's a power he's play not, right, and he's not going to play really power need. play here. I mean, that first power play, you're not going to touch it. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you know. Johansson could work out for them. They, they they got some flexibility. You were right about that, and he had a nice assist on Tuesday night. Right. Um, and it looks like that line and has had some early chemistry. You didn't touch your lineup to bring him in here, and you didn't, you know, mortgage the farm in terms of picks. If he has no goals, and you end up if he's a healthy scratch in the playoffs, it kind of stinks. But you didn't really hurt yourself. All you're doing is plugging Solark or whoever back in that spot. You're just back where you started. I mean, yeah, it's it's a failure I mean, in the fact that you should have improved. But. This morning it looks worse because Solar got benched last night by Bruce <laughs> right. Cassidy. Well, it looks good that they made the move. It looks because, good they you know, made a move. But it, I can't know. believe that. You know, for all you people out there who have this crazy, demented idea about Claude Julian, I never saw him bench a rookie for an entire period. It never happened. Never? 
Never. Never in the month of March? Or never? <laughs> it never happened. Really? This guy made the kid sit on the bench for a period. Sending a message. You, what, you, you know what's interesting about Cassidy? I didn't really know this about him, even last year. He is a sneaky hard-ass, right? I mean, oh, you yeah, guys talk sure. about him being... Right. He's, so, he, he's good with the media. He's light... He's uh, yeah. He's oh. kind of goofy, actually. Two and a half years, he's never snapped at anybody, and he gets some right. damn stupid questions from some people, and or gets repetitive questions from people. People who come in late and ask questions that have already been asked in the in the press conference. Anybody you want to? He name never snaps personally. He never snaps. Okay, but behind the the, the doors, yeah, see, behind the doors, chewing, he's, he's chewing people out. Well, he's not chewing them out, but he's hard on it for he's sure. Like Tortorella or what? No, no, no one's like Tortorella. But no, but I mean, you see him on the ice after practice, before practice. He's got guys for long discussions, especially the younger guys, the McAvoys and the Solariks. When he had Clifton and Lawson up here, he was tutoring them. Carlo is a guy, a, a favorite target of his to make sure he stays on him. To, and look what it, look what it's produced. Yeah. Well, but the, but the benching for a whole period, it couldn't possibly have been that bad. And in that it's game, a, it's, it's a maybe the though. worst game I've seen in five years as far as entertainment oh value God, in the National Hockey League. Any teams playing. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen. You can't tell me Peter Solarik was any worse than anyone else on the ice. I mean, he's obviously. I, I think they've. It's 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 a sign they feel strongly that he's part of the answer and they want to light a fire. Well, him, you right? hope he takes it that way, but it's kind of weird to do that to the to the kid. All right, but just the, so okay, they to put a ribbon on this. They missed out on the top targets. Okay, they got Johansson. Yep. They missed out on a Ginla several years ago and made a cup final. This summer, they missed out on Tavares. They missed okay. out on Ilya Kovalchuk. Yep. The Bruins always miss out on whoever they're going after. <laughs> but it seems to work well, they out got Bacchus. For, for the most part. That's they didn't true. miss they out on him. Yeah, they were hard after Bacchus. Uh, is it going to bite them in the in the ass in the playoffs? 617-779-7937. That's where I want to start today before we get into Tuka yeah. Talk. Okay? Because just get your bitching out now. If they needed to go the extra right. mile to get Simmons, yep. Nyquist, or Stone, uh, I, mean, I want to hear it now. Yeah. Not when they lose to the Lightning and you're saying, where was Johansson, didn't score, should have gone after Stone. Today's the day. No, I already said I'm not going to second-guess this. I mean, they just... It but was, you like wanted I said, Stone I put more them all, than anybody. Yeah, but that's a different... You, you know you what? You were going to give up to Brusque. Again. Uh, they'll they'll if, chewed you out for that later in the podcast. Basically, what they said is, we're not ready. And I agreed with that. We agreed with that. That Which they are a, not ready to go. What did they show you Thursday? They are absolutely ready. You're pointing out the weaknesses of Tampa and Toronto <laughs> this morning and now saying they're not well, ready? They're saying they're not ready. I'm not saying they're not ready. But, again, I mean, the, the, the defense core still don't like it. Still don't like the left side of that defense to make a you run at the Matt June. Grizzly. It is unbelievable. And, you know, the it's you what it comes Matt down Grizzly. to. I absolutely do. I don't want him in my top four on a championship team for sure. That's what it comes down to. And... You know the uh, look at Tampa's uh, or Toronto's D. I mean, you, they're still you, every week you rip them. They're still towing on. They're still towing the line. They still think they're building and contending, and that's what they've done. I mean, they put themselves in a position where they're almost second in, in the whole National Hockey League, but they didn't go all in. Okay, they, so they if they get the stone, stone, would they be a cup contender? Well, that's the thing. They still had, wouldn't have the defense piece, but they'd be, they'd be a lot more a lot better than if they had Johansson for sure. Absolutely. So second guess them. You're All right, we're second guessing them, but no. So when they but, lose to Tampa, but this Stone time next could year, the difference. this time next year, if Akinainen's averaging twenty five minutes a game, and okay. he's and he's in your top four, yes, then you don't have to worry about it too much. True. I mean, except, I think I think next year's the year they're going to go. They're going to do it. Except it's either going to forty three. It's either going to be this summer or next trade deadline. That's when you put all your chips in. I mean, that was the column I wrote. Kekalainen, Columbus. He says I'm keeping Panarin. I'm keeping Bobrovsky, and I'm throwing. All my my whole draft yeah. at Ottawa. And I'm not even going to Vancouver point. for that draft. I'm going to go all in. 
The Bruins don't think they're ready for that. Now, will they ever be ready for that? Don Sweeney loves developing. He loves drafting. Will he ever go that route? You have to. I've never seen a team win a championship with all homegrown talent and a few you know, pieces here and there of deadline pickups. You have to parlay all what you've, what you've built up in the organization and have confidence that if you trade half your draft or trade two prospects in the quarter of your draft, that you have something left. That's what Kakalainen said, right? He said, I still have confidence. I have enough kids. Yarmo. But by the same yeah. token, he also said, "I built up this, you know, this pool of all these prospects of picks. It was time to use them." And sometimes you got, at some point, you got to use them. Oh yeah, I mean, but what the weird part is, it looks like Don Sweeney was ready to go all in because they were in on Mark Stone and the well, rest all of these in. guys, and just and couldn't get it done. Well, so, it's just, it just so, it just seems like all in included not trading Vodka Nine and probably a package of lesser prospects and a pick, and they got outbid for sure. But you and I both believe they're going to beat the Leafs. Especially if they get home ice. Oh, my God. The Leafs don't scare me at all. I'd be more worried about if Montreal catches Toronto at this point. Oh, really? Absolutely. Uh, well, they've been seven games first of last all, year, and they added Tavares and your guy of all, Jake Muslin, the, so I don't know how you're not... You have to scare, you well, have to scare Dermot, some. Yeah, and how far ahead of you are of them without... You, you didn't have you Berger, beat them in seven games last year. You didn't year. have Bergeron and Chara for 16 games this year. You didn't have half most of your defense core for like what a month and a half there. Now you don't have Pasternak. No, that's going to be a good long series. Come on. That, they're not going to blow past the Oh, they're not going to blow past the Broncos because they never blow past anybody. But right. It's not. Well, we get two more somebody to fear. We get two more examples of Tampa as of Thursday night. Nobody is fearing the Lightning right now. That was an unbelievable ass kicking <laughs> by the Bruins. I think what a still- night. I mean it, it was it was really incredible. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty good. But you know, like, don't you get worried a little bit? It was only one nothing. Yeah, they were out shooting yeah. them thirty to nine. That what does and that Vasilevsky tell you? Vasilevsky wasn't in there. Yep. Which, but like you say, Domingo. Yeah. Well. What, what does that tell you though? It's like this. It was like where were the finishers? And <laughs> we don't know if Johansson's going to be one of those guys. But the point is, they're they're in the they're certainly in the mix with the team that is reportedly you know the far no, look at the standings. That, well, that's the best. That's team what in they're trying to do. They're trying to do the not all in. We're trying to do the we're in the mix. Somewhat and we still on. have Vakanainen and Stadnicka and our prospects. Can you toe the line like that the whole time? I mean, he's try- it looks like he's going to find out, and he- or he's trying to find out, and, you know, it's not necessarily the way to go. Just keep taking kicks at the can. All right, uh, before we break, now, last night, I know it was a terrible game, so you must have been reaching for the headlines. So the Tuka Rask, <laughs> uh, Vezina Trophy conversation comes up. What was, your, what was the headline? Rask is playing his way into the Vezina. He's 922 save percentage. Okay. He's 11th in the league among goalies that have played 20 games. I don't even know what that is in the, as far as qualifying for the goals against title. But Now, you're begging for callers to, to dis, dif, Because these people, they just like, every time, it's like you to, they tweet out that Tuka Rass since December 29th, like when this point streak started, yeah. 933 save percentage. Hasn't lost in regulation since Christmas. It's March. Okay, but he's not really and people in the still the come out of the woods and still say, "Well, what's he going to do in the playoffs?" Well, the t- he 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 stunk for the first third of the season, and then the Bruins' defense has, has carried him to this point. What the hell are you people watching? I don't understand it. In like five years, when he's gone, and they have Zane McIntyre getting he's getting a sunburn every year, game, he's going to be here till he's forty. They will resign to arrest. <laughs> They're going to torture everybody because they town. haven't set themselves up with anyone else. But he's not going anywhere. You think Tuka's going somewhere? In five years? He'll be here. Yeah, he'll probably be gone by no, then. No. I mean, he's, he's, he at is some point, Boston he'll probably get lifer. fed up. He won't resign here because you people, he'll have like a 950 save percentage, and you people still say, never won the cup, and say and, and give me 600 reasons why he stinks. Well, My God, how many teams in this league would want to have Tuka Rask as their starting goalie? Yeah, but it's crazy. You point out the people that have 
RDS, Rast Arrangement Syndrome, on this side. You're on the total other wing. You go to, he's a Vezina. No, well, he's a Vezina conversation he, guy, and he's, he's not. Well, he since, not. At, least, at the very least, since the, well, who are the Vezinas? Marc-Andre Fleury? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky's not a, how can he or, be a Vezina? Or Freddie Anderson, your guy His in goal's Toronto. against like two and a half. He's 9-0-2 in February. He's he's going to play 50 games, which Tuca is not. Vasilevsky. Oh, wow. Well. I mean, yeah, you want to say goal. You know, no goaltender you know, that has played less than 50 games has won a Vezina since Patrick Waugh in 1989. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, obviously Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice, if there was a way to like share the Vezina. But that's not going to happen either. It's not going to happen either. But I'm just so saying. So he's not in the conversation. So it was totally. He's in my bait. conversation. But he is not in the conversation. <laughs> If you had to vote on the Vezina well, today... Well, he's going to play... Well, how many games is he going to wind up playing? He plays, he's played 36 he's play, right now. He's they played have 17 36. games left. He, they have how many? 17. 17? Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to come judge shows. He'll be like 48, 45, probably. probably. Oh, maybe. I mean, it depends how much they're going to really try to go for. And he was bad and took a leave of absence for a, a yeah, short Yeah, since that leave of, of absence, he's been amazing. He's been great. But he is hey, not in the Vezina conversation he's much, at all. He's, much, he's, he's a lot closer to the Vezina conversation <laughs> than this idea that he's like the second coming of Blaine Locker or some nonsense okay. that these people <laughs> well, come up with. that should have been your headline. It's crazy. The Philadelphia Flyers used eight goalies this year. They've used 800 in the last 30 years. They've, they have never found a goalie. The Bruins found their goalie for more than a decade, their franchise goalie for a decade, and everyone whines about it. It's just it's ludicrous. It's been a great There's month. so many things to complain about. That's not one of them. Nobody was complaining until you said he was in the Vezina conversation. No, no, they and then people started squawking it, it back. It started when I, when I retweeted Bruin's stats, and he had the stat of the 933 save percentage. Right. It's like, give me a break. He's, but the other thing is that's going to hurt him. He's played well, but also Halak's playing well again. Yeah, I mean, so Halak's they play well no matter well who's in. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to. But this nonsense about, you know what, too? It's going to happen. We might even see it. Hey, who started in goal? For the Capitals last year when the cup run started. Holtby. Grubauer, Grubauer started the cup run. And then Holtby replaced him. We might even see that. Tuca might lay one giant egg against Toronto. And you'll see Halak come in. We've seen it so many times. Corey Crawford, all these guys. They, they yep. sit out a few games. It happens in the playoffs now. It's a, it's no, a different, they're, they're it's a different world. They're in good shape for the playoffs. That's a different mean, article. It doesn't mean Tuca stinks. Nope. Nobody said he stinks. Nobody, nobody also should well, be you know saying what? he's if, the if best goalie in the league. If these people with that Rast derangement syndrome yes. get to like say this nonsense, then I get to say he's a visitor. You balance the world up. Fair enough. All right, 617-779-7937. It's Sunday Skate, presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks. Um, to the calls we go next, Maria, Fred, the regulars are in there. You can join the party as well. Did the Bruins screw up the trade deadline, or did they plan it just perfectly, not give up any assets? You're going to be watching Stanika and Vakaninen and whoever else you can throw in the prospect All pool the years to come. Uh, uh, or are they uh, jettisoning here in, in, in the second year in a row in the second round to Tampa because of it? Sunday Skate continues next. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Marshawn to Krug. Krejci's blast tipped in front by DeBrusque and a save. Here's Marshawn score! Just buzzing around the goal, retrieving the puck, and Marshawn doesn't miss. JD did a great job winning the battle, um, knocking the puck down and, and getting it up to Bergie. And Bergie also made a phenomenal pass to, to get it over, gave me a lot of time, and uh, luckily found the back of the net. I can't say that it, it wasn't a lucky a lucky play, but uh, you know that was the intention was trying to go to to Denton and. and 
and it worked out. This is Brad Marchand's 666th career game. He has 666 career penalty minutes. He's playing against the Devils. Before you give the uh, player of the game to Tukarask, I'm giving it to Brad Marchand, <laughs> the Wise Snacks player of the game, player of the week, I should player say. Of week, player yeah. of the week. How about um, the goal in each of these games wins this week? San Jose, Tampa, and uh, Jersey last sure. night. Last 13 games, 8 goals, 11 assists. He's a plus 14. Brad Marchand. Here's your Wise Snacks player of the week, brought to you by Wise Snacks and the Wise Snacks extra cheesy cheese doodles and Bravo Stadium's nachos available now. Any yeah. bitch about that? Or no, he, he, was, really fly- he was flying in that Sharks game, and he was flying... Last night, too, on a game where very few people were doing anything close to flying. So, yeah, thank yeah. God. He saved us all of an extra session. Saved oh us my all God. from overtime yeah. last night. You just, you just knew they were trying to get that extra attack a goal and then just ruin, you know, continue our torture. He was involved in a lot this week. Marshan missed the penalty shot. Um, he had the breakaway Louis Domingue goal where he bl- broke his stick in frustration. Yeah. Uh, Marshan kind of fanned on it. And then the shorty, which gave him 25 all-time, uh, tying Rick Middleton in Bruins history. So pretty busy week. Brad, and he's been fairly uh, calm this year. I mean, a year ago we had Lickgate yep. and everything else. No, nope. uh, he's, he's been very calm since uh, he had a couple ten minutes in Nashville and in Dallas. Remember the pretending, the the, the fake flop, yeah, to, to mock someone flopping. But I still think that the ref thought he was flopping, and uh, and then the uh, the white flag in the in the penalty box. And since then, he's been calm. Yeah. He's 12th in the NHL in scoring right now, 76 points, 27 goals. He's got two more points than Ovechkin and uh, four more than yeah, Tavares. Don't, don't, don't ruin the, the Hart Trophy I'm trying to build it columns up for, for next week. Come yeah. on. Don't, keep like, the streak going, my friend. You've got to keep it close to the vest here. You don't want people you know, <laughs> listening to this and ripping it off. All right, Sunday Skate presented by Wise Snacks and Star Market. Uh, did the Bruins do enough at the trade deadline? Plain and simple to the phone lines we go. Maria in Watertown starts us off as she often does. Hi, Maria. Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, with regard to the trade deadline, I, I, I know I've been critical of Don Sweeney and the fact that he didn't do anything in the off season. And, you know, as much as we all have delusions of grandeur during, you know, the trade deadline and we want the big fish, I think he did do enough to um, kind of solidify this team to potentially making a deep playoff run. Now, if he made these small moves in order to clear some cap space off, this summer to maybe land a bigger fish for the future of this team, then I'm really on board with it. So, um, you know, I give, I give Donnie kudos um, for what he did. And Matt, I just want to um, make two points with regard to the Matt Grizzlick and Tuka Rask. So Tuka Rask um, has been, you know, made a whipping boy in this town for quite, quite some time now. And I think a lot of it was, you know, media driven by a, a show on a host on another te- on another radio station, which is fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that because Tuca had a meltdown back in 2013 against Chicago, yeah. he's the people are never going to get over that. So what I want to remind people about is he wasn't the only one that had a meltdown during that period of time. Johnny Boychuk is standing there watching it. in front it. of him, yeah, <laughs> crapped their pants, including the coaches. You know, they were coaching not to lose that game. So, you know, let's get over it and move on because if we didn't have this guy on our team, I don't know where you'd be at right now with the goaltending prospects that we don't seem to have in our pipeline. And then just quickly on Matt Grizzlick, 
And I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me skewered, but that's okay. I'm a big girl. I can take it. <laughs> as much offensive talent as Tory Krug brings to this team, Matt Grizzlick is a better defenseman. Right on. I've never liked Tory Krug on defense, and that's all I'm going to say about Matt Grizzlick. So they need to be careful about what choices they make in the future with regard to who they're going to keep and who they potentially might trade. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, that is not Krug's he's, gone, right? That's obvious. This is their Krug replacement, Matt Grizzlick. You no. have to suck it up and there just There is no Krug like replacement. It. Krug is a unique talent. That Krug, does, Grizzlick is going to be Krug, his, a better defensive version his, of Krug, and maybe a slightly worse power play Neither one of them Point should guy. be in your top four on a championship team, and that's what it's going to come down to. And that's where you know Vakanainen comes you in. You know where it he takes defensemen some time to adjust. I don't know why you're like you. You have you're just what do you done. It takes like, time to adjust. I'm not done with anyone. I'm saying you can't play in your top four when you're five ten. It's impossible. You can't do it. Not five, on a championship team unless you're really special. Like you know this Brandstrom. Yeah. That Vegas just traded to Ottawa. He's the same size, and they say he's through the through the moon, through the roof here player. So you know there's there's. Certain special talents. I mean, yeah, the guy's worked hard to get here. He's improved his game to the point where he is in the conversation to be in the top four. But I don't see them being able to, you know, contend for a championship with with this defense core. I mean, how tall is Chris Letang? I mean, there there are a ton yeah, of there's there's some smaller the guys league. that are really special. So you think Matt Grizzlick is the next Chris Letang? I think he's the next Tory Krug, and they're going to be. But he's, he's not a the next cheaper Tory version Krug. of Tory Krug because just because they're smaller, Tory Krug. Yes, he has his problems defensively, and he is not great in certain matchups. And luckily, they have Carlo to pair with him, and it's kind of you know t- toning that down a little bit. But the thing that Tory Krug does offensively, no one does. But you don't you don't think they're going to keep him though, do you? It's hard to lose him. I mean, considering what uh, what he brings to this team offensively, Quite depend on think of how much this actually. team think of how reliant on the power play this team is right now, and where does that who's going to replace him on that power play? But they have him for one more year, right? He's, he's yeah, signed yeah, they have him for one million. more year, and obviously it's it's tough to keep him under the cap, and it's tough to re-sign him yeah. after. But they just have know, too many other guys coming up. They're going to have to pay. You would think. Ruskin, you would Heinen, think. But uh, you got to look down the road. I mean, Carlo, how, how many you would more sign years? Carlo over Krug? Obviously, long-term. but yes. that's you know you got It's going to be interesting to see if Carlo and McAvoy are willing to take those bridge and deals, McAvoy. or if they're or if they're looking to go to the big. The big bang, and then and then you have to handle that at that point. But speaking of the money in the cap, real quick, because she mentioned the uh, cap space this summer, you asked Don Sweeney about why they retained forty yeah. percent jersey. They made jersey yeah. take forty percent of Marcus Johansson's salary. Yep. And the answer was what? The answer is because, well, especially with Chara, is you know how Chara is mostly bonuses. It's not a five million cap hit until he meets those bonuses, which they were all. Easily meetable. Easy bonuses. It, a lot of that can go over into next year. We know that that's what happened with uh, Jerome Gindler, right? That's how oh, the Bruins got, got the trouble. cap jail. Because uh, you had all the overages. So with, they're that with, tight for next year? They're worried about cap overages for next they, year? They want to be that tight, I think. that's, that's with, the, with the signings. Right, exactly. The RFA guys. And like you said, cap space that might, whether it's a free agent, probably not because they're so... Few good UFAs that come up, but if you're going to be able to make a trade, I mean, it seems like every summer now there's somebody who wants out of some place, and teams are yeah. teams are being so proactive of trading guys way ahead of UFA now. I mean, not that not that the Bruins would be interested in this specific player, but you know, like Taylor Hall has one more year left after this year. They're going to be either signing him or trading him. Teams are really otherwise you end up like Ottawa in a rush to get rid of all your UFAs at the deadline, you don't want to be caught like that. You don't yeah. know that you're going to be able to maximize them. So teams are so much more aggressive with that. 
you want to be uh, in the right position as far as uh, and that's the thing about the picks and the uh, the prospects that you have to hope at some point you can use those to to do that when uh, a team is trying to cut bait with somebody really good. So that's right. So they signed a Gindler for one year, six million with incentives, which led to five million dollars in overage penalties later right. on down well, they, the road. They, they, also, they still had LTIR, I believe, back then. They right that they still have Horton's cap hit or no? He was gone, but they had some other guys, I believe, that were hurt. That's why like they that. traded Boychuk, right? Part of the reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It got into a right. cap mess there. Yep. Um, but the other part of it is, I guess that's back to Mark Stone. It would have been to Dale's point. It's tough to sign. Mark Stone to that contract Vegas did. If you're having your own cap problems where you need forty yeah. percent salary retained and you got all these, all right, it would have been interesting. Well, no, that would, well, that would have made for a, a very interesting right. summer. Absolutely. Well, it wouldn't have been that interesting because Mark Stone would have been your addition. I mean, that guy. Well, true. Right. So, so you could have just spun it that way. This is our guy, right? Fred in New Hampshire's next. What's up, Freddie? Morning, Ken, Matt. How are you? Hey, uh, Jockerman Villamur shared a Vezina. Uh, can I quote <laughs> a? Uh, Buffalo Springsfield song. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. Oh, you buying what in, a, Freddie? What a month. This team is on a <laughs> roll. Goaltending, defense, timely goal scoring. DeBrusque. I mean, it, yes. At, at the trade deadline, I thought they could have done more. Not because of the, they traded Donato. I remember him coming in from Harvard, and, uh, I mean, he was lighting it up. And then things went south. I just hope I'm wrong about this, about Johansson and Coyle. I just hope I'm wrong, and I hope they're listening and prove me wrong. Please. Two points on the Tampa game. Hmm? First, Bacchus gets crotch-checked in the beginning of the game. Doesn't hesitate. He sets the tone. Then, what player besides Jonathan Stark would think it was a good idea to look chara in the face and want to take him on. <laughs> right. I mean, well, he didn't even really? look him in the face. He grabbed him from behind. Yeah, what a cheap uh, shot, Freddie. You believe that? Yeah, yeah. And then he let him get up. You know, back in the day, you don't let him get exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> if you're going to do that, for sure. Pounded him down. He, he was still. Anyways. And I, I love Kane because uh, he, what he did to, to uh, what's his name there? The, uh, the guy took out, uh, I can't remember his name now. Anyways, hey, um, last thing I want to say, yeah. stay healthy, me friends. Please, stay yeah. healthy. Take care, guys. See you, Freddie. Uh, yeah, Pasternak, by the way, not healthy yet, conditioning yeah. this week. Right. Uh, you believe a couple weeks he's going to be back? or what? Do you, what yeah, do you he'll be back. I mean, I, I have no doubt he'll be back. It's just whether just he'll be effective. able to handle a stick with a brace on his hand. I mean, that's a, a big ask of any player, but especially someone who's so reliant on his shot, his one-timer. It's going to take some adjusting and... Uh, that's probably why they'll put him back with Berger on a Marshan, so he doesn't have to try to, you know, find chemistry and, and drive a line here. He can just kind of ride along with them. But, you know, let's uh, go back to that Kane thing for a second. Oh, I want to go back to back. It's good. Pierre Maguire talking about the courage of Evander Kane. What courage? To grab Char right, from behind, start swinging. Are you kidding me? What the hell is he talking about? You know, he didn't skate the length of the ice, but Kane grabbing Char from behind like that is like, Sean Thornton grabbing Brooks Orbick like, from Orbeck. behind. Yep. Um, Chara has a lot farther to fall. If Chara hits his head on the ice there, it's going to be a natural disaster. Not and then, quite Orbick, because Kane's... Orbick would not fight anybody ever. And Chara will. Yeah. So you know he's at least willing, but... Right. Total... I, just mean, I just mean the whole... I know behind... what you mean. Danger. You don't grab anyone from behind like that, whether it's Chara or any or Tory Crew, whoever it is. You don't grab them from behind because you're angry about a hit. I mean, geez, square up at least. Let the guy know you're coming. 
The Bacchus sets the tone. Bacchus sets the tone. Fight. Hey. Great line from Pete Blackburn, friend of Skate, on Twitter. Not sure whether Bacchus is trying to fight his way into the lineup or out of the lineup <laughs> or off the roster. Like, he, he is fighting every night. I got you got to give Bacchus some credit yeah. for last night's he's game going was out so, in a blaze of glory. The yeah. temperature of last night's game was so low he couldn't even get into a fight last I night. Know. But I thought wow. a couple times he might do it. But, hey, whatever it takes. You know, he's, he's looked a little sprier in the last couple of games with Coyle and had some chances. He just, he's always, he kind of reminds me of Glenn Solar's Murray at fault. the That's end. That's why they he benched just, him. What's that? It was Solaric's right, fault. exactly. It was Solaric's fault, so there you go. But it kind of reminds you of Glenn Murray at the end where you can see the chance developing and then you wait for it to develop and then you look at your watch and you watch time <laughs> tick off. And the then, end, he's got two years and then left the chance for 12 is million. gone. Well, he does, and that's why he's fighting because, you know, you're going to need that in today's NHL where fighting is, has become so prominent. He's. I mean, you made the case that he when Pasternak comes back, he's the odd man out, or could be, I guess. He could be. I mean, you know, Nordstrom, Solaric, you got all these other yeah, guys that I mean, are floating in there still, but... You know, like what I wrote this week that back has told us, you know, WEI.com, in case you guys didn't know, mm-hmm. uh, there's things there that you don't read anywhere else. Um, you know, back has said he thinks that they got coil for him. Like, this is like your last chance. We're giving you a they got center. They to replace him, not to help him. That's what, they, <laughs> what you should have told him. Well, he's looking at it as uh, to help him. And, you know, and it's kind of true because, you know, as much as Sean Corrali was a good fit for him, uh, Sean Corrali moves a little too fast for him, probably, and in the grand scheme of things. So, Here's Charlie Coyle. They said, you know, we're going to put you with him and whoever's on the other wing and chip pucks deep, grind it out, pin the other team in, don't have to score, just get, you know, wear the other team down, and then we'll see how this goes, and at least maybe you can squeeze some some more life out of this guy. Real quick, Corrali, is, I mean, could that be a long-term thing? I mean, he got oh, really... yeah, the concussion could always be a long-term thing. I mean, he's, he's out and about, though. I mean, I saw him last night. Oh, he's did? fine. Okay. So, he's you know, it's not like a hiding in the dark room kind of thing at this yeah. point. All right. Uh, look ahead at the uh, Bruins' week and schedule remaining, it, it, and, and it is. Uh, Dale was ranting about this. I, I think it's it, the playoff schedule in the NFL, the playoff system. Is the NHL. It, what I say? <laughs> NFL, NHL. Yes, hockey. We're talking hockey. Yes, terrible, unbelievably. We we are yeah. five weeks away from the playoffs, and everybody knows who is going to play who. It's, pretty much, it's well, been locked in like that every least. year. It's been something yeah. like that. Plus, you got it this. Sucks. Where the, when one division's weaker than the other, teams get in with less, you know, with, with fewer points than the teams that in the other division. The whole thing is a mess. But right. don't tell that to Gary Bettman. And you won't, did you watch hockey night in Canada last night? Uh, the Don Cherry. Coach I was at the game. I was watching the worst hockey well, game in five years. Yeah, but you can pull up Don Cherry real quick. I haven't watched. I, well, real quick, I got here at seven forty-five. You won't believe. Well, I guess you could probably could guess who who he what trade he loved at the deadline. It was a former Simmons. Bruin player. Oh, former Bruin? I don't know. I'll tell you about it next. Sunday Skate, <laughs> Wise Snacks, and Star Market. It's Laird and Cowman on Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Sunday Skate with Ken Laird from the Mud and Callahan Show and WEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. Sunday Skate is brought to you by Wise Snacks and by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Hey, I go is after McQuaid. That Adam McQuaid, here he is right now. I love this guy. He's from uh, PEI too. Charlottetown, eh? Yeah. Cornwall, but yes. Well, Charlottetown. Right. Anyhow, this guy is fantastic. They got him for a fourth, and they got him for a, a fourth and a seventh, I think it was. This guy's a right-hand shot who you love. Fantastic. I just think this guy, I think the world blocking shots, he does everything. He was available. A right-hand shot. That's the guy I go up because you can't, you know you're not getting stolen, you know you're not getting, but you get a guy like him and the GM would let you have him. 
There you go. Don Cherry, Hockey Night in Canada last night. Adam McQuaid was the key piece of the deadline <laughs> that the Bruins and everybody else didn't get. The Jackets the got Bruins. him. Your cup team. I'm pretty sure the Leafs are the only team that needed him that, that didn't get him. I mean, let's well, no, you've been, you've been saying they needed help. They needed on the left side left. to have okay. a, a mobile defenseman with size, not to have Adam McQuaid. I mean, I love Adam McQuaid. Let's let's get that out of the way right off the top, right? Adam McQuaid, an awesome warrior. I mean, the guy would do anything for anybody. And, um, hey, the cup, the two Nathan Horton goals, 2011, who made the pinch down the right wall, helped set them up, Adam McQuaid. He's only 32. So, don't ever forget that. He's got some hockey left in him. They could have yeah. got him back. It would have been an interesting re-sign. Get I'm, glad, get another... I'm, glad, I'm glad that that was the take that Don Cherry had. He wasn't calling anybody a bunch of jerks last night. He, he ripped uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Um, for the Leafs, it was shocking. Doesn't know how to play hockey. He, He's a forward playing. Shocking. He, he ripped somebody who's not Canadian. I'm shocked. Yeah, well, true. Well, that's true. But he, in this case, he's probably accurate. He's saying it's not Muzzin's fault. It's Zaitsev's fault. Yeah. That's why the Leafs aren't going to win the cup. Uh, all right, quickly. Uh, the week that is, we got Butch and Nadrella coming in here shortly. But to wrap up this Sunday skate, uh, it's kind of a dud, actually. Well, oh. Carolina Tuesday will be a good game. Carolina's yeah, Carolina's the real trap game because they're coming in hot and it's hard to. Uh, you know, it's hard to get too motivated to play that team sometimes, and uh, they play, they played the Bruins hard. That was the last. Yeah, but they got go antics. That was the last regular. Well, that was right before. That was the, that was the one the Bruins lost two in a row, if you can believe it. They lost to Carolina and Jersey back to back, right on both ends of Christmas. So, so it's been a little while. Then they play Florida, the first of three meetings with the Panthers <laughs> over the last <laughs> five weeks a, of the it's season. It's gonna be a hell of a month. Three <clears throat> games of Florida, the Frank Vitrano game. Game with Ottawa on Saturday. And then Saturday. Ottawa Saturday. Yeah. It was the last seven in a row. They just fired their coach. Like, for the least deserving, That Ottawa game fired tried to challenge last night for worst game. I mean, the, first of all, you put oh, an man. AHL rot lineup on the ice to begin with. How about know? those two back-to-back Saturday night games at the Garden? You pay big yeah. ticket money to go right? see a one nothing Jersey AHL game, and the next week, Ottawa coming in here. Can you name anybody that's left on the Ottawa roster? Exactly. It's Bobby Ryan and yeah. Greg Anderson. Right. Not exactly. it. I, I, honestly, I don't know anybody else. Uh, but they have five weeks left. Everybody knows it's Bruins-Leafs. It's just now jockeying mm-hmm. between home ice advantage, basically, which does matter. Yeah. The last time we saw times last you played year. them in the postseason, you won game sevens sure. at home. Yep. And 10 of the last 17 games the Bruins have, I would say, are interesting playoff-ish team games. Winnipeg, Carolina this Tuesday. Three with Columbus, right? Yep. Three Jackets games. Those will be good. Pittsburgh, uh, Islanders. Tampa two more times and Minnesota is kind of hanging yeah. around on the bubble. So that was like that game. That was the game they threw in the schedule next to the last game of the year. They said, "Oh, we forgot to put the Bruins in Minnesota for yeah. a game." And the other, you know, the other seven are kind of dog games. But yeah, that's that's what you got for five yeah. weeks like to get said, ready for a seven game series with Toronto. Exactly, but it's good that they have some of those tougher games because you don't want to coast. And that's obviously you know the thing that comes back with the Lightning. You never know. <laughs> A team coasts pretty much the whole season, and they get in the playoffs and have to start playing hard again. You know, it hurts sometimes. Let's get the Jack and Danvers in real quick before we uh, get out of here. What's up, Jack? Hey, how you guys doing today? All right. All right. Um, question for you. You're talking about contract signing people. They were talking yesterday uh, about the Red Sox signing contract. The part I do not understand is that why can't hockey, baseball, restructure contracts and get the players that they want. Restructure? You mean it, free up cap space, push it off to later years? Exactly. Yeah. Like, they, they, like the they, NFL. They exactly. Uh, Matt, you want to take this one? Basically, well, it's basically because it's, it's, it's guaranteed contracts. Yeah. And uh, in the NFL, 
you know, as much as guys will sometimes voluntarily restructure, but also guys just get cut and kicked to the curb. And you know you're not going to give up anything at this point. Uh, why would why would you do that? It's that's it's a power. It's a position of strength to be in that you have guaranteed contract, and uh, they don't want the league to be able to kind of. They don't want you to give more bad contracts out and then be able to get out from under them. They want you to have to live with them. You, by the way, you and Dan were talking about contract unrest, uh, CBA stuff with uh, the Olympics on the podcast. So we getting? Is there going to be a stalemate on that? Plan well, you hope not. I mean, you, you assume that the players are that <laughs> adamant that they're going to do it. That uh, Batman will put that in there, but it, it kind of stinks that it has to be a negotiating yeah. tool because it's it's so meaningless in the grand scheme of things. But the players love it for whatever reason. All right, uh, rip Matt Calvin for his Tukarask Vezina Trophy candidate. Yeah, no one, no, none Twitter. of the Tuka haters in. called. You see that? I, I did the job that? for them. I, I yeah. mean, I totally just, emasculated you earlier in the show. So uh, it's worthwhile. We'll be back next Sunday, eight to nine. We're pushing to expand to eight to ten in the postseason, right? As long for as that, it's not for seven that to nine. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what they did last year. That's <laughs> and. Uh, you barely get in here by 8. Butch Stearns, Evan Drelli coming up next. Those guys will be talking about all things Boston, New England sports. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Sunday Skate presented by Star Market and Wise Snacks. See you.